This, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the Lunduke Journal podcast for April 3rd in the year of our Lord 2022. I'm going to address the elephant in the room right now. There haven't been a lot of podcasts lately. There have not been a lot of podcasts lately. Let me repeat, not a lot of podcasts, not lately. I've been sick. I've gotten sick so many times in the last friggin' year. It is absolutely ridiculous. I got I got the COVID twice. I got the norovirus once. Uh, just once on that one. So, you know, uh, knock on wood there. I got 87,000 different colds and flus. It has been absolutely insane. And uh, my, my whole family, we just keep getting sick. Nothing, we're, we're not, you know, we're not in the hospital. We're not dying. But we've just been constantly sick. One thing after another. And it has been redonkulous and because of that I haven't been able to do anything either I've been coughing or sneezing or wheezing or unable to breathe or my or my stamina like just hasn't been where it is and when I say when I say to be clear my stamina isn't where it is I mean that like when I sit down to record a podcast I after 10 minutes just break out into a flop sweat like I just ran like a, a 3000 mile marathon around all of Staten Island. And to be clear, I have no idea how big Staten Island is because is because I've never been there. It could be a billion miles for all I know. I just have no idea. Um but I'm starting to feel better. I'm I'm finally starting to feel normal and and I almost hesitate to say that because I've said that before. Like, like I, I swear, like four months ago, I was in a similar boat. I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel normal again. And then wham, COVID round two. <laughs> oh, my heavens to Betsy. Uh, but I am starting to feel a little normal again. So so here's hoping, knock on the wood, throw the salt over the shoulder and whatever whatever other superstitious things might help that uh, that, that keeps up. Uh, so uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to get back into a rather regular routine once again with the Lunduke Journal podcast because I, I enjoy doing it so. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to try and do this regularly throughout the week here and we'll just see how it goes. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about today specifically two very Linuxy topics. The first, we're going to talk about how elementary OS is apparently dying uh, from the inside out. Like its organs are just rotting away and the whole thing is just dying. Uh, it's very, very sad to watch and I don't really like it all. Like, like I had a little laugh right there, but it was like a, a, a sad laugh. You know, like when you... When you when you see like a, a a comedy about someone going to a funeral and they cope with sadness by laughing, that's what that was. Um, and then also uh, that we have Arch on M1 powered Macs. Yeah, the the Apple Silicon Macs have Linux now, uh, specifically Arch, which is cool because now now Mac users that have an M1 powered Macintosh can say, uh, by the way, I run Arch, and that's that's a pretty big deal for all of them. Um, but I, before, before we dive into the elementary stuff, I want to remind folks, uh, that really you should be subscribing to the Lunduke Journal, uh, over on Substack or over on Locals, or if you're really, really baller over on both. I can't believe I just said baller. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. I've made it really, really cheap, uh, because, uh, it, the price was a little bit higher and shoot. 
inflation, man. Uh, gas prices, gas costs $8,000 a gallon, and, you know, food is like one drumstick of chicken. You have to give them your kidney in exchange for it, and it's like, you know what? People need a break. So, so I dropped the prices because it's just, it's such a fun community uh, to hang out in. Like, so if you go to lunduke.locals.com, that's the Lunduke Journal community. And it is just the best, just nicest, happiest, politics-free, troll-free, swearing-free, family-friendly community just on earth. It is just so pleasant there. It is like my happy place. And more people should be able to do it. But, but part of it is that's how we, we pay for all of the London Journal stuff. And so um, we have to charge something to be able to post content there. You can you can sign up for free and read all, like most of the content for free. But if you want to post content, you have to pay just a couple of dollars. I made that I made it three bucks uh, because three dollars seems to me pretty good because it's about uh, one one thousandth the price of gas. <laughs> and then uh, over at uh, the London Journal on Substack lunduke.substack.com that's where all the articles go up and uh believe me you want you want to go over there's articles coming out every single day really nerdy stuff and it's really really fun um and i made the price if you get a yearly subscription it is a dollar 25 a month my thought with that being it's less than the cost of gas not exaggerating uh like forever ago uh it's less than the cost of gas uh, was in 1990. Like the average cost of gas in 1990 was $1.30. And that was like a little bit of a spike. <laughs> um, and so it's $1.25, which is less than that. So I'm like, you know what? At that point, it's super affordable for anybody. And I wanted to make it available for anybody. And there's a ton of perks. Uh, I just released Linux Tycoon 3, the video game for Linux and DOS, The OS Wars. Uh, and that's free for everyone who's a subscriber to either Locals or Substack or both. Um, I released a new book called The Lunduke Journal Quarterly Volume 2, which is just like a huge collection of really nerdy satire. It is like, it is just pure of funny satire stuff like half of it's about linux uh the other half of it is just all over the place like general computing and general nerdery it's so much fun there's like nine books i want to say uh that you get for free there's like four video games there's a whole collection of podcasts that are exclusive over there uh exclusive articles all that stuff again lunduke.locals.com lunduke.substack.com all right so go do that right now. I'll go do that this very, very moment. Just do that right now. Sign up for that and download all the stuff. Go get all the goodies and have some fun. All right. Let's talk about elementary. <laughs> so if you haven't, have you even been following along? About a month ago, uh, there was this little weird thing that happened over on, over on the tweeters. Uh, when uh, Daniel Foray and Cassidy uh, Blade, uh, the two co-founders of Elementary, um, kind of posted some content on Twitter, some tweets about what was going on behind the scenes. This mostly came from uh, from Daniel Foray, who is uh, one of the one of the co-founders, and Daniel made it clear that that things weren't going great. There was financial trouble. 
and there was very significant disagreement of what to do about that between him and his partner, uh, Cassidy. And the two of them kind of had been at it. And now, now elementary is kind of, kind of was for a long time, a bit of a Cinderella story, right? It, it kind of did a great job. I talked about it in multiple Linux Sucks shows. I talked about it on many different podcasts. I interviewed both of these guys uh, for articles on Network World, The Lunduke Journal, Linux Journal Magazine, um, uh, Linux Action Show when I did that. I mean, the, I gave these guys just tons of press. Um, in fact, some of their earliest press I, I gave them for you know with millions of viewers. And... And what happened was they did a great job of building and designing a an Ubuntu-based, they used Ubuntu, and then they built on top of it a Linux distro that just was very attractive. It was very, I mean, it was very Mac-like, uh, but they also did some other things, too, that were not quite as Mac-like that were, were just, just really, really beautiful. And uh, the two of them and all the rest of the team that contributed to Elementary just did an amazing job with the system. And over the years, they built a following and they built uh, a really loyal fan and user base. And I never... I never really got down to the point where I was using elementary constantly, um, but I, I tested out every release because I was really impressed with what they were doing, and, and I still remain impressed with what they did. It's just fantastic stuff. And so they, they formed a company around it, and um, they were able to work full-time on elementary as their as their day jobs, and it was that's impressive, you know. I mean, it's to go from a, a passion project to a community project to a a company who that is that is earning enough profit to pay for any employees, let alone more than one employee, and that's pretty fantastic. And so it was. It was a bit of a Cinderella story. It was amazing. It was something to look up to. And to, to find out that at least in the last, you know, year or so, things had been going pretty badly in terms of uh, finances, and uh, they felt like they had to do some cutbacks, and then there was uh, some kind of some bad blood between the two co-founders, and apparently lawyers got involved, and... Uh, uh, Daniel made a, one of the co-founders made an offer to the other co-founder to buy him out. And like that didn't go over well. And, and, uh, and then all, it just, it just went poorly. And so I wrote an article about it, um, that it kind of, kind of seemed like elementary OS was imploding. I mean, it, you know, it's not like it's a huge team, right? We're not talking about like some thousand person company here, right? This is just a, a small ragtag group of, of friends building an operating system and and to see this sort of thing happening to see to see friends doing business together and it going south is really sad to watch um, I, it it happens i mean of course it happens i mean anyone who's ever done business with friends knows exactly what i'm talking about it, it can go south in a hurry but it is very sad to see every time it happens and so so I wrote about it, and um, and then that was about a month ago. And then uh, things kind of about two days ago, I believe it was, uh, things came to a point where it, it it clearly had resolved, and not in a great way. So one of the co-founders, Cassidy, 
Uh, and I should preface this by saying I, I, I've spoken to both of these guys so many times. I've met them in person many times. I, I've... <laughs> I've had I've had meals with both of them before. I mean, we, like we, we we know each other and um, we don't we don't really talk or get along. At, I, I honestly we, we don't get along at this point. Um, I have nothing against either of them, but they don't like me because I don't think they like that. I just say what's on my mind and that bothers them. Um, but I digress. Um but uh, but I still I still am very impressed with all the work they've done. And I feel like they should be proud of their work. And I, I just kind of wanted to say that outright because i i know these guys um they're they're good guys um they 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 tried really hard to make this to make this whole thing work and and so it's just it's so sad to see this fall apart anyway so cassidy one of the co-founders uh made a post um and uh i i linked to it over on uh on the lunduke journal uh i'll put a link somewhere but if you can't find it just go over to lunduke.substack.com and the the whole the titled episode is called or the article it's not an episode this is an episode that's an article the article is called elementary os stat reduces staff to one warns quote less features for next release that's the that's the title okay so cassidy he made a blog post in it he said I offered an even split of the company's assets. One of us keeps the company, the other gets half the money. No, 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 sorry. That was that was a quote from Daniel on Twitter from a month ago. So anyway, uh, so that happened. Flash forward to now, this is what Cassidy said. This is the this is the thing Cassidy said. Quote I will no longer be involved in any way at elementary. Instead, I will focus my free time efforts on contributing to GNOME, Flatpak, Flathub and those growing ecosystems. So whatever whatever happened behind the scenes, uh, and and it seems it's it's kind of behind closed doors how things got resolved. If they you know if you know clearly clearly uh, Daniel bought out Cassidy's portion. How that happened, what amount of money transpired, who knows? It doesn't really matter. But one of the co-founders is out. Okay. Now, so the only so that at this point, there's two co-founders, and the only one of them is still part of the company. So that would be Daniel. Now, Daniel took to to YouTube and did a YouTube live stream for an hour where he discussed everything that happened, and I watched it, and I pulled out some quotes from that video because honestly, it's a hard to watch video. Um, it's hard because Daniel looks incredibly uncomfortable. Um, he looks uncomfortable in front of the camera. He looks uncomfortable in front of the microphone. He looks uncomfortable talking about the, the topic he's talking about. He clearly, you can see it in his body language and his tone of voice and the words he chose. He does not want to be there talking about elementary. And that is, is interesting. So he makes a few quotes. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you some of these quotes now because I think, I think just listening to the quotes that... He said the words that came out of Daniel's mouth really gives you a good idea of where the company is headed and where elementary as a Linux distribution is headed. Okay, quote, uh, the company is just me now. So there's only one person in it. And I am the sole owner of Elementary Incorporated. Now, from from the video, it became clear that Prior to all the shakeups happening, there was three employees. 
uh, Daniel, Cassidy, the two co-founders, and one other person. There is now just one employee, and that is Daniel. He then turned uh, the topic to the upcoming release of Elementary, right? Now, and, and when I say upcoming, I mean very soon upcoming. So each version of Elementary is typically based on an Ubuntu long-term support release. The, the next Ubuntu long-term support release is this month, right? Uh, Ubuntu version 22.04 uh, comes out in April of 2022, uh, and it comes out this month. And then typically, uh, at, le at least that's how it, it was presented, is that the next version of Elementary, based on that, um, Elementary OS 7, would be based on that LTS release. So it would be coming soon. Quote, for OS 7, there are some there is some feature stuff that's going to have to be scoped back. OS 7 is probably going to be a more modest release. Quote, a few less features for OS 7. Okay. So he repeated it several times throughout throughout this live stream that he would be really scaling back OS 7, scaling back in scope, much more modest, much less features. And the fact that they're talking about it in that regard so close to a release suggests incredibly strongly that there's a ton of feature work that just wasn't done anyway and that feature work just hasn't been happening or hasn't been prog progressing like you would need it to in order to have this release coming up soon. So that suggests very strongly that things behind the scenes have been going poorly for quite some time. All right, so then he continued on and he said this, I don't want elementary to become this out of control machine, this crazy capitalist profit seeking machine. Yeah, yeah. He really doesn't want it to be profit-seeking. Um, and if this can't be a job, that's also fine. Red flags. Red flags everywhere. A giant raising explosion of red flags in the sky. So, um, okay, number one, not going after... He doesn't want it to be a, a capitalist thing, right? He doesn't want elementary to be a profit thing, right? And immediately I start thinking of the movie The Jerk with Steve Martin where he's he's working in a in a carnival uh, and he's like, oh, it's a profit game. <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, and so he's, he's not into that. Well, okay. It's hard to have a company with resources and employees and such, and such if there's... There's no profit. So that kind of raises some red flags there. But even more so is the if this can't be a job, that's also fine statement. That means that at the very least, Daniel, the only employee, the one employee that remains at elementary is thinking, huh, there's a real possibility I won't be able to pay myself. And this can't be a job for me. Right. Well, that's not that's not fantastic. That's that's not fantastic. And then he makes this comment. If elementary OS is just like a cool design incubator for what gets picked up in GNOME, I think that's okay. Huh. That suggests to me, I'm gonna repeat that. If elementary OS is just like a like a cool design incubator for what gets picked up in GNOME, I think that's okay. So that means from Daniel's point of view, from the co-founder of Elementary's point of view, his point of view is that it's okay if it's not 
um, a good stable operating system. It's okay if it's just kind of a design incubator, right? A place to have ideas about design that might get picked up in the next version of GNOME. I think a lot of people that use elementary would be pretty bummed out about that. And that, that suggests very strongly to me that the, 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 that the co-founder of the company doesn't feel that the company or the project, any of it, has legs going forward. Uh, he also said, quote, I'm not sure about doing another elementary developer weekend. Now, the elementary developer weekend is kind of like their their super easy, you know, version of like a developer conference. Right. It's like a, an online only stream developer conference. Uh, and he's thinking, oh, maybe we won't do any more of those. OK. OK. Scaling back all around here. Um and then, uh, and then what really, really struck out at me is he made two comments that just, just kind of blew me away about the company itself. Now, again, before I read these, bear in mind that Elementary is a was before this happened, before it all kind of imploded, was just a three-person, little tiny mom and pop style startup between friends. Um, that built a Linux distribution. So the quote, I don't know if elementary had a bad impact necessarily. I don't think the focus of elementary incorporated was in the right place. Okay. Well, that, that doesn't, doesn't sound good. So his view of elementary isn't a positive one. It's that he doesn't know if it necessarily quote, I don't know if elementary had a bad impact necessarily. Huh? Huh. I mean, that's rough. If you have a startup and the best thing you can say about it is, well, I don't know if it had a negative impact necessarily. That's not a great thing. And then he made this statement. Elementary Incorporated was an uncool place to work. Whoa. Yeah. So a three-person company was an uncool place to work. Huh. I'm just going to posit this out there. You're just going to throw this out there. If you have a company that's just like one, two, three, four, five people, and it's an uncool place to work, that's a, that's a look in the mirror sort of moment. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, I mean, granted, one person, one person, one rotten apple can spoil the bunch, to be sure. Um, you know, and, and maybe it wasn't Daniel. Maybe it was one of the other two people. But apparently, at least one of them made it an uncool place to work, according to Daniel. So, in short, let's, let's kind of wrap this up here. The company of elementary has reduced down to a staff of one person, uh, with the scope of the next release, elementary version 7, being scoped back and a more modest release. And the company will not focus on profitability or sustainability or the ability to pay a singular employee going forward. Um, and the future of elementary may be simply as a, quote, design incubator for GNOME. Um, and elementary has been an uncool place to work. Holy moly. Haichimachi, hachimachi. Holy free holes. Murgatroyd even. Now, I want to I wanna repeat something here, something I mentioned at the beginning. The work that this team did was exceptional. All of the people involved 
in elementary, the elementary incorporated, the project, the community, all of it should be very proud of what they did. Even if I don't use it as my day-to-day operating system, even if you don't use it as your day-to-day operating system, the people did interesting, valuable, cool work that was worth trying, worth putzing with, worth looking at, worth talking about. And for that, they should feel extremely proud of themselves. I'm proud of them. And I don't even talk to these people. And I'm proud of them. At least I don't talk to them anymore. (sighs) It's a bummer to see this sort of thing happening. It really is. It really is a bummer. You know, it's 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 different when it's when it's a big company, you know, like like Red Hat, like like, okay, like I like Fedora, right? Fedora is a great Linux distribution. And again, the people behind Fedora should be very proud of the work they do. But if Red Hat Incorporated, well, I guess it's really IBM now. Okay, so if IBM Incorporated uh, kind of implodes from the inside out and like has to fire everyone but one guy, and one guy is like, man, this is an uncool place to work. Maybe, maybe IBM could just be like, I don't know, like a design incubator for like Oracle or something. Would that be sad? You know, it would be, but not in the same way somehow. A big corporate entity, a big stuffy boardroomy shirt and tie entity dying is just not quite as sad of a thing to me as seeing this little shop, this little company run by friends implode on itself. That to me is just super sad. And I, I hate to see it. It's, it's a massive bummer, a massive bummer. I, um, so er to everyone involved, and I'm, I, I know that the, the individuals over at elementary will listen to this and probably rage about it on the internet um, because they block me everywhere and rage about me every time I open my mouth. Um, but I, I want to say specifically to all of you, you did good on this. You should feel proud. I'm repeating myself, but I need to. They should feel proud, and I'm proud of all of you for what you did. Well done. Maybe this company, maybe elementary is dead or dying. It certainly looks like it has more than one foot in that dark grave. And maybe the, uh, maybe the project will live on. Maybe it won't. I don't know, but this doesn't bode well. Anyone who's been around the Linux world or the alternative operating system world for more than a few years has seen these sorts of things happen has seen the companies die and the and the communities clinging to hope that you know the project can live on man it's open source dude we can make it very rarely happens but we can hope we can hope and you know what to those of you who dare to dream man i got your back you go for it you keep building elementary. You build version 7. Hell, you build version 8, 9, and beyond. And you keep making it awesome. Even if the company behind it fails and flounders. Even if the people who originally founded the whole gosh darn thing just break apart and don't be involved in the project anymore. Um, I mean, I mean, heck, uh, uh, Daniel, the one of the, one of the founders, even made a statement that maybe he won't even be involved in Linux anymore. He made that statement over on the Twitter. I mean, I mean... It doesn't bode well. 
But if you guys can keep it going, if the people who love elementary that are remaining can keep it going, more power to you. Um, all right, let's 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 change gears. Let's change gears over to talking about Arch on M1 Macintoshes because this is kind of cool. So uh, Asahi Linux, A S A H I Linux. Uh, they've been working on on kind of reverse engineering the heck out of these M1 based, these Apple Silicon based Macintoshes for a while. And uh, I wrote an article last last September uh, entitled Linux for Apple Silicon Macs Getting Closer to Reality. You know, they were working on being able to to write to the frame buffer and boot properly and get, you know, integrated with the bootloader and everything else. And they were working really hard on just getting support for these machines into Linux. What happened? It, it happened. This The last couple of weeks, Asahi Linux has released their very first alpha version for all M1-based Macintoshes except the new Mac Studio machine. They just haven't had time with that machine yet. Uh, but like the, the M1-based MacBook Pros and the whole lot of them, the Mac Minis, uh, those, all, those all work. And it boots. And it's based on Arch. And the thing that I love about that is, is now Macintosh users who have M1, Apple Silicon Macs, can say, by the way, I use Arch. And I know they've been wanting to say that for a very, very long time. Um, and uh, some people have been posting screenshots. Go check out the go check out the article for a few screenshots. I mean, it, the screenshots don't show you much, right? I mean, because it's Linux, right? It's, oh my gosh, look, there's there's Linux. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Arch. And so what you've got is you've got everything that you're used to in Arch. In fact, let me see if I've got it here. Uh, one guy, one guy took to the, the tweeters. I just passed it. I know I did. There it is. There it is. Um, one guy took to the tweeters and posted the following. And uh, I think this is great. Quote, been dailying an M1 Pro. He's been running it, Asahi Linux on it for, for the last three weeks, for roughly three weeks now. Um, so it came out, uh, the, the first alpha came out about two and a half weeks ago, something like that. Uh, granted, I'm easy to please in terms of hardware support, but it's been great for me. Even with all the missing bits, it's still a better daily for me than my X1 Gen 9. With my normal compiles and testing, it is so fast, and, I've, and I never hear a fan. And given that this is essentially just Arch 64, uh, general support is very mature. Only the Apple-specific bits need some love here and there. One of the great things about Linux, jump to a new Arch, and everything you know and love is already there and working. You forget it's non-x86. I think that's really cool uh, because, I mean... It's true, right? You you hop over between uh you know your 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 i7 desktop to your i5 laptop, and then you go over to say a Raspberry Pi. It's all the same. If you're running Debian across all those machines, it's all the same. If you're running Arch across all those machines, you Pac-Man and you're Pac-Man away. You're good to go, and that's beautiful. There's something there's something that really is wonderful about that when you can get all the big open source packages all recompiled for all those different architectures, and you can just go and just hop between your machines, and you've got the same exact software, desktop software, terminal software, whatever, 
on all your machines. Hell, you can make your system look the same on all of them. That's why the screenshots really don't even matter for Asahi Linux. Um, it, what, what almost matters the most is getting pictures of like a MacBook Pro running it, which they have, which they have. I've got some pictures and video up over on uh, lunduke.substack that the Asahi Linux people posted. I don't have an M1 Macintosh to test this on, but if I did, you better believe I'd be using it. Um, one of the cool things about it is that it fully integrates with that graphical Mac bootloader. You know, when a Macintosh starts, it shows you the all the drive icons in a row that have a bootable Mac operating system on it. So you can select which which drive you want to boot from on your Mac. I think you have to hold down, I think it's the option key when the when the system boots up, and then you've got you can just choose your drive. Asahi Linux integrates with that, shows the little Asahi Linux logo, which is like this little like uh, uh, archy looking, I don't know, that's like red tent triangle thing. Um, and it shows that as, hey, this is a bootable drive with Asahi Linux. You just click it, boom, you boot right into it. And they've got a, they actually got a video of a, like a one minute long video where they they boot on a MacBook Pro, M1 powered MacBook Pro. They boot into Asahi Linux, cold boot. Uh, into it and then start messing around with it and it's like you know like like 60 seconds long it's great um anyway uh the system specs it runs on m1s m1 pros and m1 mac cpus no mac studios you have to have mac os 12.3 uh that's just part of it and i thought this was interesting you need at least 53 gigabytes of free disk space <laughs> now, you don't need all 53 gigabytes for Linux. So you need 15 gigabytes for Asahi Linux, the full desktop with all the goodies. But but and they say this on their on their website, quote, but macOS itself needs a lot of free space for system updates to work. So the installer will expect you to leave 38 gigabytes of extra slack in macOS by default to avoid shooting yourself in the foot. For example, if you have 60 gigabytes of free space, you will be able to shrink macOS by up to by up to 22 gigabytes by default, freeing up 22 gigs for the new Linux install and leaving 38 gigs for the remaining free space in the macOS partition. So there you go. Uh, it says that you can disable that check if you really want to, but they don't recommend doing it. Um, what they, uh, I did think this was kind of cool. Their whole installer is super cool. So what you do is you, you are on your macOS system, and you hop into your terminal, logged in as admin, and you do a, a, a CURL uh, to a specific uh, website called alx.sh. You just, you just HTTPS uh, colon whack whack ALX dot SH. You CURL that um, and then you pipe that into your shell. So pipe SH and it just runs that shell script that it downloads <laughs> from that website that they've created. Um, and it's, it downloads everything and kicks off the installation process. And then it goes from there and you just follow the, the prompts as you go. I thought that was pretty cool downsides oh boy is this an alpha oh holy moly is this an alpha uh things that are not working at all or barely working if it like like not really working display port thunderbolt ports hdmi on the macbooks bluetooth GPU acceleration, video codec acceleration, the neural engine, CPU deep idling, sleep mode, 
the built-in camera and the touch bar, that little little graphical bar on above the above the keyboard, right? Woo! <laughs> oh, doggy, that is a lot of things that aren't quite working right. Now, again, again, uh, there's been multiple people who have been like, you know what, this is working pretty good because you know they have you know Wi-Fi is working and Ethernet's working and uh, and the performance is apparently so good that you know why not? But yeah, oh, that is a lot of things that are not working. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, they're they're trying to bring a free and open source system to some of the most crazy lockdown pieces of hardware on planet Earth. So they got to reverse engineer a ton of stuff. So honestly, I got to give kudos to them for making it this far. And uh, I, I hope that they can get some of these other items knocked off of their list pretty soon uh, and make the whole system that much more usable, especially like the camera and, and GPU acceleration and, and like display port and all that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I'd go out right now and buy an M1 based Macintosh for the purpose of running Linux, right? Like as as much as I would like to be able to say I run Arch on an M1 Mac because that's that's kind of nerdy bragging rights, right? No, no, there's just too many things that don't work. You know, you I mean, you'd be better off buying any random laptop, just a random laptop, just like literally roll the dice, roll a D20 and it chooses your laptop off of F of, you know, Amazon or Newegg or Best Buy or wherever. Uh, and more things are going to work properly than than what you're going to see here. But the fact that this boots and integrates with the the custom Mac bootloader and the then the installation process is a really slick kind of sort of setup. Ah, man, I got to give kudos to that team. That's pretty rad. That is pretty rad. So anyway, so it's Asahi Linux. Um, uh, it's it's looking really good. Let me let me pull this up here. Their website is just asahilinux.org. Uh, again, or I've got it linked over on uh, lunduk.substack.com as well. Uh, anyway, I, I think that's that's pretty rad. So uh, so the the news, the Linux news right now is a real mixed bag. There's some there's some highlights and there's some lowlights. There's some there's some things to get excited about for the future. There's some super nerdy cool things and there's some things that are kind of a, a little bit of a bummer. But hey, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. At least it's not all bummer news, right? <laughs> Again, um, I want to thank everyone for for all the support. Um, both now and over over the so many years that I've been creating, you know, weirdo shows and, and articles. Uh, and all the subscribers at the Lunduke Journal, either on lunduke.locals.com or lunduke.substack.com. Seriously, go subscribe right now. If you're not subscribed to those places, you're doing it wrong. The, the amount of stuff you're missing out on is absolutely obscene. Uh, I mean... Uh, parody and satire bits. Uh, uh, I let's see. Today, just just today, I had the two articles I talked about so far. Um, I also had an article on emulating a classic Macintosh inside a web browser, which is a real thing. Um, <laughs> we do funny nerdy pictures. We do comics. Uh, we do all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, three tools to make your computer look like it's busy hacking and coding while doing absolutely nothing. Uh, running x86 Windows games on a Raspberry Pi. The uh, do-it-yourself Linux-powered palm top with a mechanical keyboard. Controlling the mouse with your keyboard using Warp D. Um, a lot of discussion recently about the Serenity operating system and Haiku and some of the big things that 
they've been doing. Uh, seriously, it's kind of impressive. Uh, go, go check it out. Subscribe. Do it. You know you want to. Uh, and thank you to everyone who already has. You are all phenomenal. Um, go go play Linux Tycoon 3. Go grab the books. Go read them and laugh and enjoy everything I produce. Every single thing is family friendly. The whole kit and caboodle. So all the books, they're family friendly. The games are family friendly. The the articles, the podcasts, the 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 whole community over at lunduke.locals.com. You should be able to show that to your kids or your grandma or whoever. And everyone should feel comfortable and happy. And it's wonderful. Uh, it's it's just wonderful. It's the nerdiest, happiest places on 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 this green earth of ours. And uh, that's all because of all of you. All of you made that possible. All of you helped to, to make what I do possible. And you, all of you contributed to the community and making that community just this wonderful, wonderful place with thousands and thousands of nerds hanging out over at lunduke.locals.com. And it is amazing. And I, I love you all. I sincerely from the bottom of my heart too. All right. I hope you had some fun today. And I hope you're able to do something wicked, wicked sweet and nerdy. And I'll talk to you later. See you guys.